first of all, I thought I'd ask you about, uh, I suppose, your fondness of the Ulster Club Championship. Um, obviously, you won one yourself, and I'm sure a lot of <laughs> endears you to the competition, but you have gone on the record multiple times in your column in Gaelic Life about how much you, you enjoy it. You know, why, why do you take that so much? Do you know what? Even growing up before, geez, before we even got anywhere near it, I think you'd be growing up watching the likes of Eric Kieran and these boys, and do you know what I mean? You just, especially them, I suppose, Cosmo Glenn were the big ones, but you always wanted to be there and, and sample it. And we did sample it in 2006. We played uh, Cosmo Glenn, but we were beaten in the first round, and then I suppose when we went in our run then on, on 2018, I just liked the difference of, like, we went to the Falls Road to play our first game, it was unreal. And, you know, Carrigan against a team we, we never played against before, and then I suppose you're into the semi-finals and that kind of then. So it's just mm-hmm. every year's different. You know what I mean? We were all expecting this year Kilku to come through strong, but then you know, like the Trinity and Scotland, these boys. So I think it's just it's not predictable. I think that's really yeah. yeah. Even though obviously is is a full value for that. Ulster Championship, do you feel fortunate in a way? Because there's, te- there's teams like Scotstown and whatnot who've been trying so hard for a decade to win just one, you know? Definitely. I think what, what, what stood to us is we never even spoke about Ulster, to be honest. See, once we won Donegal, that was our aim. But then I think we just once we won the first game, we just took it game by game. Whereas maybe teams like Scotstown are, are setting out and they're talking about Ulsters and that builds its own pressure because it, it seems to be very, very hard to do. Like We were lucky enough to hit it with one shot you know what I mean but it takes other clubs a long long time uh-huh. and just looking ahead to this weekend's two big semi I suppose naturally enough we'll start with a game on Saturday between uh, Neve Connell and, and Glenn you know how, how do you see it going I mean obviously Glenn are favourites but do you think Neve Connell stand a chance here definitely Glenn are, Glenn are hot favourites but within the camp I can guarantee you that Glennies are you know they're, they're they'll be relishing this because like Realistically, they are looking at an All Ireland title. You know, we know that they're they're capable of it, and they yeah. want to get back there after what happened to them. So that's their aim. But you know, Glenys on the other hand, they're they're maybe not an Ulster season campaigners, but they're you know they've won numerous Donegal titles, and like their their squads just less for experience. So guaranteed that they'll be all week they'll be rubbing their hands for a shot at Glen. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know Neve Connell are obviously fierce rivals, but at the same time, you, ha- you have to hand it to them in terms of their ability to come back year after year after year in Donegal. Do you know what? Definitely, like, I suppose after we, they beat us in 17, we beat them in 18, and then they beat us in 19, and after then, you can, I suppose, I see our lads were, if we we're honest, we we're a bit sore the way that we were beating and stuff, but since then, you, you, like you said, you have to give it to them, because they're coming back year after year, and, you know, against Unions, they were written off, they turned them over to win it, and then this year, they weren't supposed to win it again, and supposedly they're an agent team, but they just keep coming back, you know, and it's, it's massive testament to the club, and and the work they put in and I suppose the players they are blessed in a sense that all the players are based at home and that's a massive advantage but you still have to go and deliver the goods uh-huh. I suppose people talk about their, their blanket defence and, and what not you know, but at the same time any old team can get a few men behind the ball and there must be more to it than that Kevin no, these are like any as you say, like any coach can set their team up defensively, but these boys know what they're at. They know how to defend, when to defend, and sometimes they they'll abandon the defensive structure. They'll leave each, they'll leave one v one on the side, and they'll go for the game. They do that. You know, you'll see it Saturday night. They do it for periods of the game where they leave their two full backs in one v one, and they will push up and go for it. So it's not as if they're just ultra defensive the whole time. They, they mix the thing very very well. 
<laughs> and what do you think of where Glenn are positioned heading into this game? They they were made to work work for it by by Cargan, but at the same time, you know, Glenn have their sights set in a, an All Ireland title, and they're they're on the march again, I suppose. Yeah, the, the big benefit for Glenn is the way I see it is that they're comfortable playing against the blanket defence. Okay. At one phase, them they've done it before. They've done it against Kilku. You know, even two years ago, they done it against Unions in the opening game out there in Donald Park. Like other teams play into the likes of Nicolas' hands, where they rush the pass, mm-hmm. and then Nicolas get eleven turnovers. Whereas I don't see Glenn giving them the ball cheaply on Saturday. And they'll have to work for every possession that they get. Uh-huh. So do you think do you think Glenn will come through it one way or the other, Len? I, I I expect them. I just when you look at I'm looking at the both squads. I'm looking at your benches and stuff. And I think that uh, if you were sitting down, with Martin Regan this week, you've got six, seven, eight Glenn men to tie down realistically, uh-huh. and and can win the game for you on the day. Whereas you know, I suppose Glenn will look to shut down the likes of Kieran Thompson and, and, and Ethan O'Donnell, and maybe after that, kind of keep an eye on you know the likes of Brandon McDyer and, and these boys who get who chip up the scores. But I just think that Glenn have more firepower all over the pitch. Uh-huh. And I know I'm getting ahead of myself here, and I don't want to be uh, disrespectful. Other teams left in Ulster, but do you think that? There's an All Ireland title in Glen. Given Crooks look as or Kill McCod look as good as ever, and there's a resurgent Corfin and and whatnot. You know, do you, do you see it in them? There is, and experience is massive. They've been there. You know, obviously they suffered disappointment, and you just have to look at the whole carry on that was going on. I suppose the dairy manager was sitting vacant, and we know how good Maliki and, and Porter are. And the fact that they weren't tempted to go there means that they. They have something bigger on their sights for Glenn, so um, it's, it's clearly a target for them, and they are definitely good enough. But I think their biggest obstacle is getting out of Ulster. Okay. Once they get out of Ulster, I think you know they'll be hard stopped. Uh-huh. And just looking ahead, obviously the the Sunday's game. I think uh, I read in your column a few a few weeks ago. Like, like we're up your part of the world, really. Over you know this time last year, really doing a bit of having a bit of a bonding weekend, really. They've come. I think it's two years in a row now. They've okay. come here for their team kind of bonding weekend away and like what normally happens is I would normally take the team for a session and like you know when you go down there and you're, you're meeting a team for the first time you're kind of looking to see how they conduct themselves and stuff and mm-hmm. like these boys these boys were out prepping and, and stretching and, and doing your band work before I even landed the set up so I was kind of saying to myself that they're really really serious about this kind of year and they had all the county men come down to join them and you know they were a real a real unit the big blow for them is obviously Matty Donnelly yeah. because he would be massive, especially this game against Glen. When you're looking at the likes of Bradley and, and these kind of lads around the middle of the field, Glass and them around the middle of the field, his experience has been valuable. But another thing about Trulling is they they'll play you if you want to shoot out, they'll they'll go for it. But if you want to play defensive, they're they're comfortable doing that as well. Uh-huh. At the same time, throwing teams historically don't have a great record in the competition. So even just even just to get to the final would be a bit of a statement from Trulling if they if they pull it off against Scotstown. Definitely, I think like you look at the Toronto Championship, and I'm sure you watch it as much as I do. It's Jesus, it's dog eat dog, and, and but the ten they come out of that, you know, we were all speaking this year. We expected Eric here to come strong, but they didn't even make it out. So for Trillic to get to the final, I think it'd be massive for Tyrone because then other Tyrone clubs, Tyrone clubs, 
maybe we'll be looking beyond their club championship, if that makes sense. Uh-huh. And uh, Scotchtown pulled off a brilliant one over Kilcoo in the quarterfinals. I know it was a bit of a, an only hit Kilcoo a sucker punch, or, or two sucker punches, really, when you consider Cain Hughes' mark. But on the whole, he played brilliantly well. And, and as well as the established names, of these lads coming through, like Ryan O'Toole and whatnot, and have brought in Jack McCarran. So they've been on the road a fair amount, but they nearly seem as good as ever, if not better. Yeah, I was looking through their team um, at the last game. I think it's nearly much the same team as we played in 2018. Whereas, okay. if you look at our team, there's been a complete turnaround. So it's the same team that they have. Obviously, Jack is a massive addition because when we were sitting down to analyse Scotland before the final, we were looking at where their threats were. and We knew that they didn't possess a man who could kick yeah. five, six, seven, eight points. Now they have that. So, you know, the likes of this weekend, Trelick's going to have to tie down him, they're going to have to tie down Shane Carey, Conor McCarthy, the two Hugheses, so it just gives them another dimension. Yeah, and uh, Roy Began, such a he's such a watchable footballer, isn't he? You know, <laughs> I mean, he just he just has everything, and you know, we kicked the point from must have been nearly 60 or 70 metres, and there was barely any backlift or anything, it was uh, remarkable. Uh, you know what, uh, we're, all, we're all talking about the free hit, but I actually think that score for play was more important because it gave Scotland a wee bit of belief and, and, and they started heads away back into the game. Like he, he came up the pitch, he wasn't looking for the score, but he backed himself when there was nothing on. He said, mm-hmm. let's not have a goal because I'm able to do it. So, massive, massive score. Yeah, it's funny to think that Trillick might be thinking of ways how to how to shadow this goalkeeper on, on Sunday. Yeah, well, like, going back again to 2018, we knew that he would come out and we actually had a plan for him once he crossed the, 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 the certain point. Okay. We, we had a man who would go and tag him. So I'm sure that Trillick will, will you know, look to do that, especially after seeing what he'd what he done the last day, you know. Uh-huh. Who do you expect to come up Trumps in that game, anyway? It's a really, really tight, tight one. I think if it's uh, if goal, both teams go for the juggler, Trillick have firepower and the pace to cause Scotstown serious bother but if it turns into a bit of a defensive game and a dogfight I think Scotstown will edge it if it's I've been at a few Tyrone club championships I remember one game last year in the final or semi-final there was a penalty shootout if Trillick if it's an open game Trillick are very very dangerous they can hurt you for goals and they've a serious pace if it turns into a defensive kind of a game, okay. I'm not sure that they're as good at breaking it down as, as Scotstown would, especially you know what the likes of Jack and, and Said now as well. Okay, I just wanted to ask you as well about a few a few comments I saw online about the the games a couple of weeks ago. Not just in Ulster, but the club matches uh, generally. There were a few comments suggesting that because the games were low score and that they weren't good games type of thing. You know, I saw Willie Parkinson even called for like an average team. You know, but I thought it was very unfair myself. You know. And a lot of the games are very dramatic, and I suppose it's late in the year and everything else. Like, there's not going to be too many shootouts at this stage. No, like some some, some of them comments frustrate me. To be honest, you could have seen the one um, Willie called them an average team. I guarantee you, if Trilly play Kilmacon tomorrow morning, they'll yeah. give them a game. So, do you know what I mean? We're just. I don't think people understand how competitive the Ulster Club Championship is, and I'm looking at you know the Monster Club Championship there, and looking at Leinster last week. To be honest, you, like if, if one or two other teams were in any of those championships, they would have three yeah. or four in the bag. You know what I mean? It's just it's just ultra competitive, and that's why I love it so much. That's it. That's it. No, that's brilliant, Karen. Sure, hopefully we get two cracking games. The set, I suppose whoever wins, it'll set up a good final. You know, whoever comes through these two matches. 
definitely. I think you know, there's, I think Saturdays will be a cracker, and I think Sundays will be a cracker too. So I'm looking forward to it. No, that's perfect, Ken. Yeah. No, thanks very much.